The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Daily Witness podcast. I'm your host, Trevor van Vieren. And we started a series entitled Faith Made Easy. And today we are on part two, and it's called Not Guilty, Free Up Your Faith. Now, before we go a little further, for those of you who are just tuned in now and you haven't heard part one, I recommend, I highly recommend you go and listen to part one so that you can catch the spirit of what we're trying to say, what we're trying to get across to you. But this series is called Faith Made Easy. And why do we call it Faith Made Easy? Because, number one, if you are born again, you are recreated in Christ Jesus. That old man is gone. But now it doesn't stop there. The good news is God dealt to you the measure of faith. You have that faith on the inside of you right now. And this is... Um, this is our text for the series, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. So take out your Bibles, take out different translations, take down your notepad, listen to this series over and over and over again. Why? Because as, as the Word enters your spirit, more light comes. You might hear it 10 times. And on the 11th time, more light comes and you're like, oh, I didn't see that before. Because the Spirit of God is still with you, see? You might know the series inside and out. I, just, I, I don't really want to dip into this for time's sake. But um, the more you listen to it, the entrance of his word brings forth light, the scripture says. And so the spirit of God can talk to you because he's there with you and he wants you to see things. So our text for the series is 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. And the scripture says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory, not defeat, not defeat, not maybe. And sometimes it's victory, but prepare yourselves. Or not, this is only for the holy Christians. <laughs> it didn't say that. It didn't say that. For God is no respecter of persons. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Straightforward. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And do you know people are challenging that? Are you crazy? I'm talking about Christians now. I'm not talking about sinners. But sinner comes out. I'm talk, when I say sinner, I'm talking about someone who has no relationship with God at all. They're not recreated in Christ Jesus. They don't know what they're talking about. Just forgive them and uh, walk on. But I'm talking about people who, if they died today, they would go up to heaven. Jesus is their Lord. Well, he's their Savior, but he's not their Lord. See, And that's not because he didn't want to. They didn't make it. They didn't make him their Lord. So, in the times that we're living in now, I mean, <laughs> you just have a look around you. You can see how crazy this world is getting. And the pressure from the dark side 
and what's been happening in the in the financial realm and people losing their jobs and marriages falling apart and children just going crazy <laughs> you know you you cannot live in this life without faith you crazy if you want to do that i'm serious man i'm listen you how why on this earth would you want to live in this lifetime, where the pressure is exceptionally high, we are, we, we are at the very end. You know, after this, Jesus comes and fetches his church. That's, that's how at the end we are. And you want to live this life where everything is crashing around you. You want to live it without faith. You have got to be crazy. You know, I've, I've had uh, people say to me, now, just yesterday, I was talking to a client of mine. And he said to me, uh, you know, Trevor, it's just bad all over. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's just really bad. And um, he said, there's businesses just closing down. People have just lost their jobs and so forth. And I said to him, I said, listen, you've got to live by faith. That's that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna make it sound nice for you. I'm not going to try and 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 pamper you. You have to live by faith in the times that we live in. And I said to him, if you don't live by faith, you are going to get swallowed up. End of story. There's just no doubt about it. Well, how could you be so mean? Well, look what's happening around you. There are people that are being swallowed up. There's businesses that have shut down. Employees that are told to go home. Those employers don't want to um, send those people home. I've seen so many posts on Facebook where the bosses are so sad. And they say, this is so hard for us. They've got to send their employees home. They don't want to do it. But because of the pressure, because of this COVID restrictions and, and, you know, all of that, there's businesses that were forced to close. And then on top of that, sell their equipment for half the price and still sit in debt. Do you understand why you have to live in faith? Why you need uh, uh, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And here's the good news. All that stuff, all that stuff that's out there in the world, you've got victory over it. And on top of that, faith is easy. You're supposed to be using faith. The scripture says the just shall live by faith. God is not going to go out of his way to make your life hard. He's not going to do that. He wants you to use the faith. See? So, um, I just want to quote you again. Um, we also quoted from Hebrews, um, from the Amplified Bible, just to keep yourself refreshed. You know, you've got to hear these things again and again and again. Um, because there's so much pressure in the world. The pressure and the doubt is coming against you all the time, and you've got to fight back with, it is written. That's how our, that is how the captain of our salvation won his wars. That is how our Alpha and Omega whipped that little uh, wet rat and sent him running. He said, it is written. And that's how you're going to do it. Listen to this. Hebrews, glory be to God. 
I love this stuff, man. I love it because it works. I would not be up here preaching. I would not go out of my way doing sound checks, setting up everything every single time and doing a recording and wasting my time and wasting your time if this stuff didn't work. I'm doing this because it works. I'm putting this stuff out free of charge because I want you to win. Now, listen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 from the Amplified Bible. Now faith is the assurance. That's a guarantee. Listen to that, man. Don't just read over it. Now faith is the assurance. The confirmation. The title deed. The things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. In other words, convinced of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So, do you hear, my question to you is, first of all, do you hear any doubt in that verse of scripture? Do you hear any any trickle of doubt in First John chapter 5 verse 4. No, no, no. You can read it over and over and over again. And look between the words. You're still not going to find a lick of doubt in those verses of scriptures. With God, it's just straightforward. Faith works. End of story. It's man that went and made it difficult. Let me tell you something. Faith is easy. Faith is easy. As a man thinks in his heart. So is he. If you think faith is difficult, you're not going to touch it. But when, you, when it dawns on you that, man, I actually have the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith, you're going to jump at it all the time. I know I've been living, I've been using this stuff for years, and God has never, ever failed me. Never, ever failed me. Oh, that's also because I wasn't fed a whole lot of junk. See, so I had a head start. So praise God for that. So faith made easy. Faith is easy. Faith is not difficult at all, <laughs> as a lot of people uh, think. Now, listen, if you're a newborn and you're starting off for the first time, or you could have been safe for a number of years and you didn't really get um, good teaching uh, on this kind of topic, yes, it's going to be difficult for you at first, but that's why the the, the slogan, um, our little phrase that we, we say at the end of each podcast is, so then, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. We don't say that, as I've said in the first podcast and I've said in others, we don't just say that so that it can sound professional at the end of our podcast. We say that because that is a biblical principle. It, it, start, it might start out difficult because you're ignorant and, and um, that's really not to attack you at all. Just saying your position where you start off with, everyone starts there, so don't take offense to that. But what I'm saying is when you start off there for the first time, it is difficult. Um, it, it wait. Let me rephrase that. It's perceived as difficult, but in the situation that you're in, it, it's difficult. It seems very difficult, see, because you've got to deal with doubt, and the devil really gets in there, and he just works your brain, and that's why you've got to keep hearing so that you can be convinced of that. See, that's another word for faith or confidence is another word for faith and it, it gets your confidence up in God 
See, but like we said in the in the previous episode, there are those people that they're born again. They are born again, and they really do love God, and they do pray. But when they hear someone coming in bold as a lion, man, they just like you know, I love faith, man. I've <laughs> I've used this stuff and I've gotten results over the years, and you know, you just you can't walk away from it now. I mean, you're just in the system, <laughs> and I love being a part of the system. I just love it. And I'm still learning, and I'm still growing, but I'm, I'm at a place now I'm just not moved by things, the things that would really just get my mind, and, you know, the, the doubt, and I had to really fight that doubt, and, oh, didn't have patience, and couldn't stick it out long enough. Um, those days are gone. It's long gone now. I just say, um, Lord, I'm, I'm going to take that with my faith, man. And I take it. I get it every time. <laughs> and that's what I love about faith. It is the guarantee. Hebrews 11 one says it. It is the guarantee. It is the assurance. It is the proof, man. You've got proof. When you're in faith, uh, you have got the proof. And that's what I just absolutely love about. And that's why we're bringing out the series. And we just want to encourage you, you know, as a believer, you know, have some faith in your faith. You know, <laughs> have some faith in your faith, man. The minute you go to work, your faith works. That's it. And your point of failure is when you listen to doubt. That's where your faith will stop. Is when you pay attention to the doubt. But that's for another episode. So. What I want to um, talk about in today's episode, and um, <laughs> we're almost halfway through, but it's fine. Um, I want to talk about condemnation. I want to talk about condemnation. Condemnation is a real issue. And there are so many Christians that are suffering under the weight of condemnation. And when you talk to them about faith, they get kind of irritated and they don't want to hear it. And, and the... The condemned mind has a distorted way of thinking. It automatically starts um, uh, finding fault with you and starts saying, you know, you coming here with yet holier than thou attitude and who do you think you are? And all that is the fruit of condemnation. See, if I go outside now in my yard and grow an orange tree, and I'd really like to do that, or even an archie tree, and I put a little seed in the ground, it's going to bear fruit. See, it's going to bear fruit. It's not going to bear bananas. It is not going to bear apples. I put a notchy seed in the ground and I'm looking after that seed, man. I'm putting water over that seed and the sun comes and then there's first the little blade. That thing shoots up. Well, guess what? There's a notchy tree coming. It's not going to bear pineapples or tomatoes or onions. It's not. It's going to bear notches. So someone who is condemned is going to bear the fruit of condemnation. Now, I want to quote a definition of the word condemn from Merriam-Webster's um, 1828 dictionary. Okay. And the word condemn is a verb. And what it means is to declare to be reprehensible or that you are wrong or you are evil. Um, it also means to pronounce guilty. Watch this. To convict, to pass sentence 
or to doom. Um, if we look at some words, some synonyms or antimon, uh, let's start with the synonyms, to blame someone, to criticize them, to denounce them, to dispraise them, or to find fault with them. See, this is the problem that we have with Christians who are suffering from condemnation. And a lot of people, now here's, here's the distorted thinking, and we're going to just jump right ahead, and I'm going to talk to you about that from the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden. The distorted thinking about condemnation is um, it's God that's dealing out the condemnation. That's the first thing people think. And so, well, they think he's um, finding fault with them, and he just sees a whole lot wrong with them. Um, they can't use faith, see? Why? Because faith comes from God, see? So when we look in uh, the Garden of Eden, what happened there with Adam and Eve, see? In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, after they committed high treason and they fell and they disconnected from God, they didn't realize and they started feeling guilty and they felt ashamed, and what happened when God came then to the garden in the cool of the day? Of course, he knew already what happened. He knows everything. But he's such a gentleman, see? And if you don't know him as love, you won't catch that. You won't catch that at all. But Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 says, When they heard the voice of love in the garden, they went and hid themselves. See? See what condemnation does? They feel guilty. They feel that God is going to pass a sentence on them. They feel that God is going to judge them because he said to them, did he not say to them, don't touch of that tree there in the middle of the God. Pointed out and told them, don't touch that tree. If you eat of that fruit on that day, you shall surely die. And they did. And it wasn't God that killed them. God just said, these, these are the consequences, you know. And they went and they ate it, and they felt guilty, and they felt ashamed, and they felt condemned. And they went and they hid themselves. Now, they had, right at that second, they had a distorted thinking of God. They had the distorted image of love. They were expecting the worst. And what does First John Chapter 4, verse 8 say, it says, He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. See? You see, so the problem with condemnation is what Christians are doing today, they're just following in the footsteps of Adam and Eve. They're hiding themselves from God. Because, as you know, we looked over that um, definition of condemn, and it means to pass sentence. It means to pass judgment. It means, you know, uh, people feel guilty. They feel ashamed. And um, the, problem, the problem with that is they don't have faith in God. Now, where do they get this idea from? That God is the one passing that judgment on them. That he's going out of their way to, he's going out of his way to make them feel guilty. It comes from the idea that, um, first of all, 
that God is the one true God and there is no one else. And while he is the one true God and he is the almighty God, they automatically think that he is sovereign in the sense that he's got, he is the one with power over everything. And they don't take into consideration their enemy of their soul. And um, I, I hear a, a lot of that today. You don't hear so much Satan. You don't ever hear that. It's always God, 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 God. So they're suffering from their condemnation. And the problem is they go and hide themselves. And that's what so many Christians do. They hide themselves from a situation where faith is required. See? So if you go and look in the garden, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, when they had that distorted thinking of him, thinking that he was, you know, all hell was going to break loose on them now, and it didn't. He went and he sacrificed an animal for them because he loved them. Adam had sewed himself up some leaves, remember that? And, and love just cared for them so much. And even though they were in the wrong, yes, they did disobey him. Yes, they did commit high treason. But he still did not condemn them. And he went out of his way and he sacrificed an animal and he made them clothes. Because the leaves were not good enough for them. See? But they could not see that about him because of that distorted thinking, that condemnation. See, so let's go to First John chapter three, verse twenty and twenty-one. I just want to read those scriptures to you. I'm reading from the King James with that, and the scripture says, "For if our heart condemn us, see what what." What is the effects of condemnation? In other words, before I read any further, what is the effects of condemnation? See, so why, why are we discussing this? Is it that important? See, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. See, so it's not God that's doing the condemning. So where is this condemnation coming from? Where is this guilt, this shame, this blame coming from? And why is it so important? Folks, you got a Bible? You got a Bible? <laughs> the answer's in there. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10. And the scripture says that the devil, the devil, the devil... He is the one that condemns the children of God. It's him that is condemning the children of God. Well, of course, see, but people don't realize that and God gets the blame. So when you read the scripture, it doesn't say if God condemns our heart. It says if our heart condemns us. God is greater than our heart. That's the good news. He knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. See? So what I want you to know is condemnation. You, you see, if the condemnation wasn't there, he says you've got confidence toward God. What's another word for confidence? Faith. Faith is another word for confidence. To be convinced 
That's faith. He says, if the condemnation is out the way, glory to God, you will have confidence in God. Um, And watch this. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Jeez, man, here's this confidence is so strong. You know, you have this confidence. What is the confidence? What is the confidence? That whatever we ask, we receive of him. Whatever we ask, we receive of him. Whatever we ask of him, we receive of him. There's another faith scripture. Do you see any doubt in that scripture? I don't. I don't see no doubt there. But he does tell us one thing. He does tell us one thing. If your heart does condemn you, then you don't have confidence toward God. See? Then you won't have confidence toward God. Then whatever you ask, you're not going to receive of him. So, folks, what I want to get across to you is the problem with condemnation. Can you see now why God don't want you Um, dealing with condemnation? Why he doesn't want you to suffer with condemnation? Because condemnation breeds guilt. It breeds shame. And you get stuck in that cycle. And you keep doing that sin over and over and over. And God's not condemning you for it. He's certainly not condemning you for it. Guys, the problem with condemnation is it hampers your faith. It disables your faith. It's literally a burden. You know what the best word for it is? It's a weight. Condemnation, guilt, shame is a weight on your faith. Have you ever seen, um, you know, in those uh, classic uh, Roadrunner movies, um, the, the fox or the coyote? I don't want people sending me emails here. It's a coyote. It's not a fox. <laughs> anyway, the, that coyote. Oh, my goodness. You, you just hear beep, beep. And that coyote trying to stop that road runner every time, man. And, and he comes out with an anvil. And this thing weighs like, I think it says one ton or two ton on it or something like that. That is a weight. He was using that as a weapon so that it could fall on the roadrunner. And that roadrunner is not going anywhere. He is not going anywhere because of the weight. Condemnation is the exact same thing. People are feeling guilty by the one who is consistently. Uh, let's just flip. Uh, let me just flip over quickly to Revelation. Um, verse 12, because I don't want to just quote it. But a lot of people are feeling guilty. They don't even know why they're feeling guilty, you know. And sometimes it's over something silly and something small. And the scripture says, Revelation 12.10, it says, For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. 
Satan is the accuser. He's consistently pointing out your faults, consistently telling you why you can't make it, consistently telling you what a failure you are. Your faith doesn't work. Other people's faith might work, but not yours. You're not going to get it right. Look what all wrong you do. Look how you think, man. You pervert. And he'll go on and on and on. He will consistently condemn you. He will throw the guilt train on you. Why? For one purpose. It's a weight. It's a weight. Now, if we flip over to Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, I just want to, I want to read Hebrews chapter 12 to you quickly. And then we're going to have to close this um, episode. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Um, let's start with the King James version. I'm going to be reading it from four different translations. The King James, the Amplified, the Message, and then the New Living Translation. And I want you to hear this. Listen very carefully. Take down notes. Take this down. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's the King James Version. Now let's look at the Amplified Classic. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we have borne testimony to the truth. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patience and endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Now I'll read it from the message. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, talking about people who, who, who live by faith and got their victory. All these veterans are cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down. Start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. That's the message. Now listen to this one. I, I read all those three for, for a build up. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 from the New Living Translation. Therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Folks, there you have it. There you have it. This stuff weighs you down. And, and he says, the, the focus, listen, the focus is let us lay aside. Let us strip this stuff off. Not God doesn't have to do it. We must get rid of it. And when we get rid of that condemned thinking, that, that wrong idea of what God thinks of us, see, when you do that, that weight is lifted, that sin that so easily entangles us, see, you'll be able to run. But you can't run when you are weighed down. Amen? Doesn't, doesn't that just line up with um, 1 John 
chapter 3 where it says, Beloved, if our heart doesn't condemn us, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive, man. We actually get our prayers answered every single time. Now, folks, I ran out of time, and I'm going to have to end this, unfortunately. But before we go, if you are not born again, and you have been listening to um, our episodes, and you tuned in to our podcast, why don't you invite Jesus Christ to come into your life? Man, it's, it's by no mistake that you came across this channel. And listen, it's one of the easiest things ever. Don't try and get your life perfect first. Don't do that. Come just as you are. That's the way he wants you. Don't you know the story of the prodigal son? Man, that boy came back from a pigsty and he stunk. <laughs> he hadn't had a bath. He had nothing to eat. And when the father saw him, man, he was looking outside all the time, waiting for him to come. And when he saw him, oh, he ran towards him. And when he got a hold of him, the, the boy still trying to talk. <laughs> he throws his arms around him and kissed him and hugged him. And the Bible says he embraced him. God is not condemning you. He absolutely adores you. And he wants you part of his family. And all you have to do is give your life to Jesus Christ. It's that simple. So if you want to, the, the easiest way to get part of the biggest Holy Ghost faith family on the earth and have that victory on the inside of you is by saying one simple prayer. Oh God in heaven, I come to you a sinner. I repent of my sin. I renounce the past. I know you've raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I know that man died for my sins and I want him in my heart. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, sir. I receive you now by faith. I have you. I thank you for being my Lord. And I'm your son or I'm your daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to let us know, okay? I want you to send us an email to newlife, one word, New life at the dailywitness.co.za and tell us about the victory that just took place. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and we're not finished yet. <laughs> we far, we're not finished yet. So remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you like what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision? which is to start a gospel newspaper. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow on our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you'll find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you're inside of South Africa, use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from the Google Play Store or iTunes. If you're outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support.
If you have enjoyed today's Daily With Us podcast, feel free to let us know by either using our Facebook profile, Trevor Fun Fearing Ministries, or by email to newsdesk at thedailywitness.co.za. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.